Okay, I, I have a confession. Are you are you sure you should be telling us this? Okay, well, as recording? a kid, and, and sometimes even now, I, I find myself afraid of the dark. I just really don't like not being able to see things. <laughs> wow, that's, that's the confession. Okay, tune in to our next episode to find out what a fear of the dark has to do with our relationship with God. John? <laughs> yes, sir, Braden, sir, I'm here. Uh, well, I can't help but notice just after, you know, moments after I tell the whole world that I'm afraid of the dark and that preview that you just listened to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm letting my vulnerable small child come out. Yep. You know, the lights in this room have gone off. Now, you, really? I mean, sitting across, you wouldn't have had anything to do with that, would you? I uh, mean, you being such a close friend to me, you wouldn't throw me under the bus simply to get a laugh, <laughs> well, would you? Or just to, you know, scare you know, or terrify me? Possibly. John? I, well, you know, I, it, it's really hard to say right now. Maybe, possibly, for sure. That sounds like a yes. It does sound like a yes. <laughs> oh! Oh, the oh the lights have just you know magically turned back on. You know that's a strange coincidence. Maybe you're, that maybe that power outage was you, aptly you, timed. You are telling me very strange <laughs> that the power only went out to the lights, not you know our computers or anything that we're using to record this with. Uh, you know, uh, let's get into our formal introductions here and not dwell on the past. But it was fun and. F- Funny. My co-host here is Braden Pahoach, a dear friend who I would never intentionally scare, no matter how funny it would have been, ever. Okay, well, and all of you are hearing John Drabert, my co-host, who on several occasions will scare me, without warning, as I'm working in the office, just minding my own business. I, I, I truly think my heart has skipped Far more times in the last year than it ever has since starting this job. Okay, I'm going to make a promise to our listeners. Oh, boy. Here's the promise. If you give me me. an idea on how to scare Braden this week, I will record it and share it with you on on Instagram. It'll be great. That is heartless. It'll be so much fun for everybody. Not for me. <laughs> but you're laughing and smiling okay, already. Well, you know what? Fine. Before, fine. Before I start reassessing all of my life, career, and friendship decisions, John. Friendship decisions? Yeah. Let's get into the good part. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Today, we continue through the book of John. We are going to be reading a passage with, with possibly one of the most formative teachings in our faith. Yeah, it's Let's true. I, I would say as far as like famous scripture goes or most used in ministry this is a big one yeah we've seen it a lot in like sports you know crowds where like the guy's holding up this scripture passage on a big sign yeah i'm I'm sure it's you know it's been it's been used on t-shirts i maybe a listener has a tattoo of it yeah it's it's very common for a reason we're not making fun of the scripture in any way it's it's very popular and and very widely used for for really good reason. At least in North America. At least in North America, it's at I the top of the list. I would assume all over the world. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be sitting in, walking through, uh, reading, uh, and, and learning from John chapter two, verse twenty-three, all the way through John chapter three, verse twenty-one. So it's a big chunk today. Yeah, and it's really interesting. This this chunk of scripture is is amazing it's so powerful Mm -hmm. and it it is a chunk of scripture but it's relatively small yet has i mean helped 
define the entirety of the Christian faith. You know, it's it's 223 to 321. It's it's a small section in the entirety of the Bible yet has has really some foundational properties to it. Yeah, it definitely has. I've been a Christian for a long time and you know, I'm sure I've heard several Sunday services devoted to some of the ideas in this passage, which is pretty amazing. You know, I really love the Bible for that reason. Each time I, I read from it, hear it on a Sunday morning or, or on any other day of the week for that matter, there is always more to be revealed, more to learn. Yeah, it's, this, it's amazing. Okay, so this story is one that begins with an introduction of a man named Nicodemus. Now, Nicodemus is a Pharisee. Um, you know, we know the Pharisees as, as they had a rough reputation. Yeah, well, yeah, they did. And they were also in a tight spot. They were in a tight spot. And so as a Pharisee, Nicodemus, you know, he's a ruler of the Jewish people. He would have had very good knowledge of the Old Testament, um, of, of the scripture in that way. And so he would have very much so believed and had strong convictions with the Bible. Yep. And so Nicodemus goes to Jesus, you know, likely in the evening after mm-hmm. dark. Kind of maybe sheepishly, sheepishly or... or Yeah, maybe not wanting... Slightly whole, secretively. All his colleagues maybe to know about it. Yeah. You know, he wants to, to you know, learn a little bit more about Jesus and learn yeah. from him. Doesn't want it to be a, a public conversation. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. So Nicodemus and Jesus are having this conversation and, and specifically... <laughs> specifically about some of the miracles that have been performed by Jesus and witnessed by Nicodemus. Okay, well, John, first of all, I don't know about you. You don't know me? I mean, I do know you. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I, know, <laughs> I know a lot about you. Okay. But I, I do often read this interaction between these two men as like a little bit of a debate. Okay. Now, it's not like a hot-headed debate. They're not like throwing insults yeah, at each other. they're not screaming at each other. No. But it, it, it is an intellectual discussion. And, mm. and I think a little bit cheeky. Like, you know, when you're in a conversation with a friend and you're both throwing out like some pretty good facts. Yep. And you're like, well, what about this? Oh, well, what about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I never do well in intellectual debates. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I think there's a little bit of that in Nicodemus. Yeah. Because he, like yeah. I said, as a Pharisee, he knew these things very, he'd be able to quote scripture. Yeah. And he was a lot older than Jesus. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you have a, a really good point. Nicodemus, you know, Pharisee, uh, had all this understanding of Scripture and the Old yeah. Testament specifically, because the New Testament, well, it wasn't written yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's asking Jesus questions. But I can see how, you know, the reader might read this passage of Scripture and this story specifically and come to think, you know, that's kind of, as you said, cheeky. Yeah, so here, here's an example of that, okay? So the discussion is, is focused around this idea of, of birth. Okay. You know, yep. uh, or rebirth. Um, which, which is cheeky. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We need that drum sound. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we really rebirth. do. And, and fair, fair enough, Nicodemus is questioning and trying to understand this, you know, how a, an individual who is already born, who is alive, you know, can then be born again. Hmm. It's, it's a fair question. If <laughs> it you is, ask it's me. totally a fair question. Like, ha, ha, born again, Jesus? Like, I what think are he's, you talking? he's asking inquisitively, but also yeah. being like, come on, Jesus. It, physically, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, and this just 
isn't how things work. Braden, possibly could you maybe go into detail and explain for us all what... No, no. I'm not going to go into detail and and explain how it all physically works, the idea of birth and rebirth. It... It's, uh, maybe ask, maybe just the rebirth part then. Ask your parents about it. <laughs> we just threw your, your parents under the bus. If you're a parent, ask your grandparents about <laughs> it. <laughs> just go up the chain of command. <laughs> all right. Um. No, it, it's just not. Yeah, it's not how how things work at all. And and here's the thing. I, I I think, you know, if we rely on only our understanding, so Nicodemus is relying on his understanding of the scripture up to this point we would have a really difficult time understanding things or or even a really difficult time relating and understanding Jesus because he does things that are outside of our understanding. Yeah, so so the conversation continues. Okay, so so Jesus says this in John chapter 3 verse 5 he says, "I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of spirit is spirit." Okay, this, so this is this is a really bold statement and yeah. claim Jesus is making here. He is speaking of a physical life, but also, you know, a spiritual life. One uh, in which the Holy Spirit given to us by God helps us navigate a world that you know, it doesn't make sense all the time. Yeah. It, it is just such an amazing gift. I mean, we're, we're in many ways bound to the physical. We see what's in front of us. We know what makes sense. Right. You know, and Jesus is talking about a, a spiritual world that doesn't always make sense to us and, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so, okay, so Jesus goes on and Nicodemus continues to question and, and I think struggle to understand this. When he asks the question, I, I don't see him as being disrespectful towards Jesus. I think he's just struggling to, to get it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, John, obviously we can relate to this. <laughs> Absolutely. To, to, not to, the understanding part, right? To not understanding yeah. something. Or having a and or asking those questions and being like, I get that you're telling me something, but it's not clicking. It goes against what I already know. Rebirth, Jesus? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Come on. So you know, Nicodemus has lived his whole life believing in a certain idea, in a certain way of life. And then and then Jesus is here telling him that that it's different. Things are different. Jesus actually kind of points out that Nicodemus hasn't been listening or paying attention to the testimony of the people around him. These people who have been telling Nicodemus testimony of, of Jesus and the miracles that have been happening. So, so now we are at the spot where we, are, that we, were, where we were hinting at before at the beginning of this yeah. episode. John 3.16. Yeah. The inspiration and foundation of a lot of aspects of our faith. You know, so let me read verse 16, and then I'll read all the way through verse 18 as well, all right? Sounds great. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not already, because, let me correct that, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. It, an unbelievable statement yeah. in, in, in all of the ways. So many ways, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, 
truly is difficult for me to wrap my head around and and not in a bad way like i'm not it's in a way that's like awe and wonder yeah like how how could someone love the world so much that they send their son yeah that they do all of this stuff it it blows my mind like it's like truly like yeah to try and think (laughs) that god loves us so much that he would send his son for us in the in the way he did is is almost impossible to understand in its fullest right and and we are we are looking at this story through the lens of understanding and reading having read through the entire new testament so we we know know how what happens to jesus yeah god's son nicodemus doesn't yeah nicodemus is like so i i get his confusion yeah and it's like what are you talking about yeah they have he hasn't seen the end of the he hasn't seen the end of the story yeah yeah wow unreal (laughs) yeah I, I think we could just drop the mic there and just yeah. be done, but we won't. Okay. So, okay. I, I do, I do like to think of it that way. So in terms of like, just really not being able to grasp it, I, yeah. I actually think, you know, John, you and I, we've talked about this before. We struggle to stay humble sometimes. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. This is one of those things though, that does help me stay humble am- amongst all of it. Y- you know, I'm, I'm not good at not obsessing about understanding something. I think I think the wonder is actually a pretty healthy thing. I yeah, like I do I love I love to seek out the answers and I love to to try and understand, but this is one of those things that it's like I get to just sit in the grandness of it. Yeah. You know, how amazing, how gracious our God is and just saying I'm okay that I won't fully understand this. At least not yet. At not least here not yet on earth. Yeah. I think you've said that well. I, I will say that it isn't always an easy passage to sit with, right? Right. I mean, not only has it has there been many uh, foundational truths that, um, that have come out of this for mm-hmm. us in our Christian faith, but it also creates some distinction between someone who follows Jesus and someone who doesn't. Yeah. And and this can you know maybe cause a bit of misunderstanding for some or or even anger. <laughs> So, Jesus lays it out clearly here. Those who believe in him will have eternal life with him in heaven. And on the flip side of that, there's judgment for those who do not believe in these things, right? Do not not believe in in Jesus. Mm -hmm. We also need to note that the judgment spoken of here and our understanding of judgment today, you know, it's it's pretty different. (laughs) I don't mean mean people being judgy at school or at work. Yeah, John. Not people being I don't judgy. judge you. Why? You I make mean, fun you, of you my... You are pretty scared, you know, kind of a scaredy cat, but I whatever. am not. So that would be a, an example of judgy. Yeah, exactly. And that's not don't what we're Don't do ta- what we're doing. That's not what the scripture's talking about. Yeah. And don't be like us. <laughs> be better. Um, what the scripture's talking about is, is God's righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's not done out of anger or out of, you know... Uh, looking at somebody looking down at some, on someone but out of it's judgment that comes out of holiness yeah and wanting the best for for people and a judgment that comes out of a complete picture yeah as we yeah. just said like we don't understand that yeah. picture we can't understand that picture here on earth but but god's righteous judgment comes out of that complete picture mm-hmm. so okay so john three nineteen. i i do think 
sums this up really beautifully, in my opinion. And and we've read a lot of scripture today in this podcast so far, but I think it honestly just does a better job of explaining it than we could. Yeah, so you that's can't, why you can't argue with scripture. Yeah. So here's what John 3.19 says. It says, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people loved darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Now, I mean, Jesus refers to himself as the way, the truth, and the light. He is the light in the darkness of the world, the hope among the hopeless. You know, I think I think of it like this when I when I was a kid, you know, afraid of the dark, really mostly afraid of the idea of not seeing what was around me. I, I felt alone. I couldn't, you know, make out all of the the shapes and the colors that were around me while it was it was so dark in the room. But as soon as a small bit of light was introduced, whether that be from a nightlight or a street lamp or a sunrise, the picture changed. I could then see things with much more clarity. I could understand the room around me. Things looked normal. Things looked familiar. I didn't have to worry about what was hiding. I felt safe. Yeah, that's that's a great picture, Braden. You know, Braden, there's something comforting about light. And there is an activity that uh, we've done at camp mm-hmm. uh, that helps show this, right? Yeah. So here's the activity. We would often sit in a in a in a circle or in our bunk beds at night. Yep. This would be an activity before bed, and yeah, the we, sun's gone down, right? Exactly. We'd wait until the sun, you know, had gone all the way down, and and we would first, you know, with all of the lights on, kind of cup our hands together in front of our face, and we'd look inside, and it would obviously be dark, you know, like covering your eyes. We'd then turn off all of the lights, and we'd sit there in the darkness for a moment. We'd then take our flashlights out and you know, shine them around the room, kind of proving that they worked. <laughs> Whoever had the brightest one, some, for some reason that was yes. bragging rights. S- some, somebody always had like a, a spotlight <laughs> or like a yeah. search and rescue flashlight. And you're flashlight. like, cool, don't shine that in yeah. our eyes. Yeah, you're blinding everybody. Yeah, so we'd shine the flashlights around the room for a moment. And then, and then we would kind of try this challenge. You know, I'd pose this question to the campers and I'd say, okay, now cup your hands around the flashlights and try to block out all of the light from getting out. So the kid that just bragged about his flashlight being the biggest and brightest was having the hardest yeah, of time. Yeah, they were really frustrated. <laughs> so cupping your hands around the light, trying to cover it all from getting out, but it, it was tricky. The light would shine through all of the small cracks in your fingers, all of, you know, even the thin parts of your skin would glow kind of orange. Yeah, inevitably some kid would put his mouth over yeah. the, and like <laughs> blow his, his cheeks, cheeks up yeah. and then his light would be shining his, through the cheeks. It's exactly. hilarious. And so then we'd take our hands off and, and the light would be all released back into the room. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's such a beautiful idea of light versus dark and what Jesus is, is teaching here, right? And, what, and who Jesus is. Yeah. You know, and I think there are two fundamental differences between light and dark. You know, darkness is simply the absence of light. If we don't have a source of light, both physically and spiritually, well, <laughs> there's going to be darkness, right? Hmm. But, but as soon as we have a light source, the darkness is unable to overcome the light, which is so cool. <laughs> you cannot take 
darkness and cover light with it. The only way to make it dark again is cover the light or turn it off. It, it's, a, it's a really great picture. It, it really does make me think about, you know, how we connect with God and how, how different life can be with the introduction of light or with the introduction of Jesus. Yeah, it says the light has come and we believe that, right? We believe that Jesus has come, has died for all, for all the sins, past, present, and future, and will continue to guide us through even the darkest of times. Yeah, it, truthfully, it never fails to amaze me the amount of understanding and conversation that can be brought out from even the smallest sections of Scripture. Yeah, God, God and the Bible. No, that, it's pretty cool that way, right? As, as we grow physically and spiritually, so does our faith and understanding. And, and somehow, amazingly so, the Bible and teachings and scripture grow alongside us. It's pretty unbelievable, really. It, it, it is. So, John, I, I've been thinking a lot about the lesson in today's episode and, and struggling a little bit it, because it, it so, seems so complex, but also really simple. Yeah. But what do you mean? <laughs> Clarify that for us, all right? Oh, okay, well, sometimes uh, life can feel dark or scary, uh, maybe even unknown. Yep. I know that there are people out there who live in a place that, you know, they're thinking that it, this is as good as it gets. Or they might even be thinking that living in the dark is the only way that life can be done. Hmm. You know, that's, that seems heavy. You know, I agree with what you're saying, but sometimes it feels as though with all the things going on in the world, there isn't much light to be shared. And I know it seems that way. You know, we've lived through a challenging year. <laughs> you're, just, you're telling us. And, and it, it, I know it seems that way, but I, I also don't think that that's necessarily true. When I, when I go to scripture and when I look at the way that Jesus you know, spoke with Nicodemus in the way that he challenged him and the way that he said, like, you're just not listening. You're not watching the things that are happening around you. You know, m maybe we're kind of in that same spot. Maybe we have let something turn off the light or cover the light or, or mm. we're not allowing the people around us, like Jesus said, the testimonies of the people around us. Maybe we're not letting those shine the way that they should. You know, perhaps we let some of these things block us off from our faith, from the light that Jesus has introduced into our life. Or, or maybe we, we have yet to understand that the light has come and, and that we don't have to live in the darkness that we currently do. Well, Brian, I, I think you have asked some, you know, pretty big questions here, you know, <laughs> just slightly bigger than, than, than your usual. Can I go get some coffee? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I know, I know I wondered about these things from time to time, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that our listeners do as well. Let's, let's end in a quick prayer. Uh, this is a prayer that can be said anywhere by anyone at any time. So if mm -hmm. you feel so inclined, you can you know, simply repeat this prayer to yourself and, and use your own words as you, uh, as you want. All right. But here, here's a prayer. God, we thank you for who you are. We recognize that we are flawed and, and sin against you. You are a great God. Thank you 
Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who is the light in our dark. This has been a great story today. I just, I've just loved it. It, it, it really has. And, and we get to jump into our growth tip now. <laughs> growth tip time. Growth tip time. So, Braden, what is our growth tip for today? Okay, well, I did have a lot of fun writing this episode. And, you know, I, I did some quite long pondering as I wrote it. Pondering and wandering? Perhaps? You know what? Actually, not wandering. <gasps> no ponder wanders this time. No ponder and yeah. wander. Because you know... John, as much as I love to ponder, you know also that I do lay on the floor of the office from time to time while pondering. Yeah, anybody who visits our office might come across <laughs> Braden in the prone position. Yeah. Just really bizarre kind of situation, but you know, it's... Yeah. 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 It's like when you we got big questions on your brain. Yeah. You just got to stare at the ceiling for a little while. And our ceiling's quite interesting. It's very white and boring. <laughs> but but it, it just helps. I don't know why it helps, John. It just does. Okay? It just does. Um, so, so that's my challenge for the week. Well, not to lay on the floor. To look at this boring ceiling. <laughs> but my, my challenge or, or growth for the week is, is ask God one big question. That, that's awesome. M- maybe you want to be like Braden and, and lay on the floor and wondering about some of these big questions or Mm -hmm. a big question. Or maybe it's on a deck while you look at the stars or the clouds. Oh, trampolines. Trampolines Trampolines are great to lay on. Hammocks. Hammocks. I mean, there's a lot of better, a lot more comfortable things than a floor, but yeah. The floor really works. Especially if you're a ceiling fan. (laughs) But just, yeah, ask, ask a big question. You know, let yourself ask a question maybe you've never asked before. Think of all of the possibilities and, and give God space and time and silence to answer. Mm. What a great episode today. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, you are tooting our own horn. Y- so. You know what I mean. The story was <laughs> awesome. We, we love sharing about God with you guys. If we you do. find this or any other episode impactful, you know, let us know. Share this podcast with a friend. Uh, leave a comment on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. It's true. Let not not just let us know into like you know inflate our egos more than they. Maybe we just love are. hearing from you guys. We it's love awesome. hearing from you, and and we want to make this better. We want to yeah. continue growing in relationship with you. Y- you guys make each week worth it just just by tuning in. So you know what? Keep keep being awesome. Remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Go and ask some big questions. All right, you guys take care. Hey, John, have you ever had a mic drop moment? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess by accident, but then <laughs> there was a bunch of feedback and the sound guy wasn't impressed no, at all. No, no, no. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'll explain a mic drop moment later, but coming up on the Bible Story Podcast is a real mic drop moment and it is great.